Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord together. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's love the Lord God Almighty. Let's love the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. It is an honor to be here tonight with Brother and Sister Holmes and their family and uh, this home church. God bless them. I appreciate so much uh, the Holmes family and this local church and having this camp meeting year after year. It has been uh, three or four years, I think, since I have been here. Not because I didn't want to be, but it's just duty calls. But we're happy to be here tonight. It's good to see many, many visiting ministers and their families here tonight. And this is the first night of camp meeting. And I'm looking forward to every service. I plan on being in every service. I don't want to miss one service. But we want it to start right tonight. And I believe it has. I appreciate the good presence of God that we feel here right now. You folks are here and many of you are away from uh, your churches. You pastors uh, are away from your churches on this weekend because you're hungry uh, for God and uh, you want a move of God in your heart. And uh, we pastors, we preachers, we evangelists, whatever we are in the ministry, we need a move of God in our hearts. And uh, our churches will never rise above what we are. And uh, if anybody needs revival, it is us, the preachers of the apostolic movement. We need a revival. And uh, we're going to pray right now, not just for this service tonight, but for every service. For the service in the morning, and tomorrow night, and Monday morning. And Monday night, and Tuesday, and Tuesday night. Oh, hear me tonight. We've got to have a move of God. Something has got to happen in our apostolic ranks. We need revival. We need revival. And we need evangelism. Oh, let's pray together that God would move in our midst. Oh, let's pray, let's pray in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let's call upon the Lord right now. Everybody praying, everybody seeking God. Everybody calling on the Lord. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Itabahashatakatabahasaya. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. We have not come here tonight to sermonize. We have not come here tonight with just mere words. But we come here tonight with a burden. We come here tonight with a concern for the apostolic church. For the Jesus name church. There's no need tonight to preach to the denominal world. They're not here. There's no need to preach to the rest of Pentecost that's not here tonight. This service is designed for us, for me, for you. And I hope that we're not here tonight to just behold this beautiful building and thank God for this beautiful building and thank God for this good work that's going on here in Little Rock. But oh, let us be here tonight. And not just tonight, but in every service. Let us be here to hear from God. For something to happen in our hearts. That we may take it to our homes. That we may take it back to our home church. That revival would spread like fire among the apostolic churches and it would turn into a great time of evangelism and reaping a harvest of souls jesus is coming jesus is coming jesus is coming jesus is coming jesus
Jesus is coming. It's no time to be playing church. It's no time to be playing patty cake. It's time to have church. It's time to have revival. It's time to have a move of Let's lift our hands and pray again. Let's lift our hands and pray again. Itabo shatakata bahasaya. Itabo shandala bahasaya. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. I would invite you tonight to open your Bible to 1 John chapter 1. And then from there, we will go to 2 Chronicles chapter 7. I'm going to start in 1 John chapter 1 and with verse 4. And this is Brother John writing to the church. This is not written to sinners. This is written, written to the church. And uh, what I'm going to preach tonight is so elementary. It's so simple that if we're not careful when I'm through, we will say, what did he say? Because it's so simple but and it's so elementary. But this is what I feel in my heart tonight. In 1 John chapter 1 and verse 4. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him, not them but him, is no darkness at all. For if we say that we have fellowship with him, not them but him, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood, thank God for the blood, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us. His blood, his blood cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we, if, 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 if we confess our sins, this scripture is written to the church. To Jesus' name, apostolic folks just like us. Now, we use the scripture and we preach to the unsaved, but this is written to the church. Said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. From all unrighteousness. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, let's ask God to move in this place tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, God, we got to have a move of God. Come on, folks, let's pray. We've got to have a move of God. We 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 got to have a move of God. We've got to have a move of God. We've got to have a move of God. We've got to have a move of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You may be seated. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. If my people, if my people, which are called by my name, we are the people of the name. If my people, 
which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. God says if they will humble themselves and if they will pray and if they will seek my face, there's a difference in just praying and seeking his face and turn from their wicked ways. He said, then will I, God, hear from heaven. I will hear you if you'll humble yourself, if you'll pray, uh, if you'll seek my face, if you'll turn from your wicked ways. He said, and when I hear you, he said, and I will forgive their sin. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. My subject tonight is just simply, simply this. The spirit of repentance. The spirit of repentance. And I want to say tonight, I am preaching to us. I didn't say to you, I said to us. Because I feel like as God dealt with me about this, he was not just dealing with me to preach this to you, but he was dealing with me. God starts with the preacher. And maybe tonight I'm just preaching to me. I have preached, and you preachers know what I'm talking about. I have preached, and in the midst of my preaching, I've stopped as the people have worshipped God. And I've thought, this is for me. God is talking to me. God is talking to me. God forbid that we preachers ever come to the place that we feel like that we're doing the preaching. And it's just for them. It's not for me. Preaching starts at home. Preaching starts in the preacher's heart. And I want to talk tonight to us about the spirit of repentance. If we're going to be saved, and that's what we're doing here tonight, and that's what this is all about tonight, is being saved. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. I'm in this tonight not just because I'm a preacher. I was in this before I was a preacher. I wasn't born and raised in Pentecost. I wasn't born and raised in a Jesus name home. God found me when I was just a young man in sin. I didn't know anything about apostolic Pentecost. I didn't know anything about God. I just believed there was a God. But I got into this because God dealt with me. Because I realized I was a sinner and I needed God. And and I got into this because I believed there's a hell. And I was going to hell. And I was lost without God. And I needed God. I remember when God began to deal with me. God began to talk uh, uh, to me. And I got into this because I was lost. My first trip to the altar, I repented of my sins. I asked God to forgive me. And if we're going to be saved in the end, and that's what this is all about. I'm in this, first of all, not because I'm a preacher, but because I want to be saved. I want to be saved. I want to go to heaven. I'm telling you, just because I'm an apostolic preacher doesn't mean I'm going to be saved. Uh, If we're going to be saved in the end, we have got to have the spirit of repentance. We have got to have the spirit of repentance. We've got to have the spirit of repentance. We've got to have the spirit of repentance. Oh, 
let's raise our hands and worship God. I want the spirit of repentance to work here tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. I pray to God tonight. I pray to God tonight. If there's anything in my spirit that's not right, if there's anything in my heart that's not right, if there's anything in my home that's not right, if there's anything in, in my life that's not right, I want God to convict me tonight. I want God to talk to my heart tonight. I want to be saved. And I cannot be saved if I don't have the spirit of repentance. I want the spirit of I want to be right. I want the spirit of I want to change. I want the spirit of if I get convicted, I'll get rid of it. Whatever rid of it is. I'm telling you, saints of God and preachers alike and young people that's here, there's got to be a spirit of repentance in this place tonight. God has dealt with me about the spirit of repentance. And if God has dealt with me about the spirit of repentance, that makes me to know there's people here tonight that need to repent. Remember, I'm not just talking to the sinner. I'm talking to backsliders. I'm talking to preachers. Preachers, listen to me tonight. On bended knees, if we need to repent, let's repent. Church is not what it ought to be because we we need to repent. We need to get some things right with God. We preachers are not too big to be preached to and to be dealt with. Let's worship God. And I realize when you, when you talk like I'm talking, some will say, well, now, he shouldn't be preaching to preachers in a mixed multitude. Wait till Monday. Well, I'll be back Monday. But I am telling you, saints are not dumb. And saints need to see us preachers. Fall prostrate before God. <laughs> oh, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, we'll repent. We've got to have the spirit of repentance. The first step to God is in Acts 2.38. The first step is repent and most of the time we just go on and we get excited and we should about repent and be baptized ever in the name of Jesus Christ and we should and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and we should but I want to go back to the first step tonight I want to go back to uh, repentance the first step uh, to coming to God is we must repent and I want to tell you if we're going to be saved in the end, I'm talking about the end, we must maintain a spirit of repentance. Remember when God got a hold of us when we were sinners? Remember when God dealt with us when we were lost and without hope? I can remember a young man. I can remember walking in the yard in the darkness of the night. I remember tossing on my bed and God's dealing with me in an unsaved home where sin was and God was dealing with me. I remember going to the Pentecostal church and they were singing those old songs of Zion. Everybody will be happy over there. And when the road is called up yonder, I'll be there. And what a gathering of the faithful that will be. And those Holy Ghost people were singing in the Holy Ghost. And God began to deal with me. I never forgot about it. I remember the night I made my way to that old-fashioned altar and poured out my heart to God. God has been dealing with me of late. If I'm going to be saved, I've got to maintain that spirit. I've got to have that spirit. And I remember, I remember I made such a change. I repented and got the Holy Ghost, got baptized in Jesus' name. And I made such a change that my mother and father got alarmed. They got alarmed about it. 
because I made such a, a change. I'm telling you, when I repented, I was playing on the high school football team. I was playing on the high school basketball team. I was on the track team. I'm telling you, when I repented of my sins, God dealt with me. I walked away from all that. Coaches call me. Teachers talk to me. Buddies talk to me. But I'm telling you, uh, the spirit of repentance was in my heart. I wanted to do what was right. I just wanted to do what was right. God was convicting me. We've got to get back to that. We've got to get back to wanting to do what's right. Let's let God deal with us. Let's let God talk to us. Let's let God convict us. Let's let God talk to us. Glory to God. Itabo Shandala Bahasaya. Oh God. Oh God. I remember. Man, I tell you what, I went overboard. And I'll tell you something else. We that's been in the church for some time, we need to listen to the testimonies of new converts. Because they're fresh out of the world. And God convicts them and deals with them and they lay things down. How dare we to tell you them, oh, that's all right. If God deals with them and convicts them, let it go. We need some of that conviction in the church. We need conviction. We need the spirit of repentance. Repentance, just simply put it, putting it, means to be sorry for our sins. To feel guilt for our sins. I'm going to tell you what's really bugging me and what's really bothering me. I ain't never seen it like it is today. I ain't never seen it like it is today. I've been pastoring, I don't know, I think too long sometime. I've been at this last place 33 and a half years. I went there 33 and a half years ago, and they said, oh, he won't be there long. He, 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 he'll leave. And after 33 and a half years, if I leave, they'll say, I told you he'd leave. But I ain't never seen it like it's been in the last few years. Never, never. And I'm trying to have a clean church. I'm trying to preach against sin. Not just preach against it, but enforce it. These things the Bible said, teach and command. I'm teaching it, preaching it, and commanding it. I'm doing the best that I can. But I've never seen sin like it is. So bold, so brazen. No fear of God. We need a baptism of old-fashioned fear of God. I said we need a baptism of old-fashioned fear of God. Oh, God convict us. Repentance means to feel guilty for our sins. I'm telling you, I've never seen it like it is. Saints, they can just say and do and go and sin and hypocrisy and just go on dressing like. And acting like a Pentecostal. And coming to church like it is nothing. We need the spirit that's. And I know that some of you preachers. I know that some of you preachers. uh, Some of you preachers. uh, You're preaching to your blue in the face. And you're trying to get people uh, to change. uh, and, And you're about to pull your hair out. I'm telling you what we need to pray for is for a spirit of repentance to come to our churches. We can preach, we can teach, we can deal with it, but it's never going to happen until a spirit of repentance comes into our churches and people feel guilty for their sins. I realize that God's got a church. Everybody's not backslid. There's people living for God, but I've never seen so much hypocrisy. Repentance means to feel regret, regret, regret for sin. Oh, the joy, (laughs) the joy uh, that true repentance brings to our soul. 
There ain't nothing like true repentance. There ain't nothing like, 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 like when you make a mistake or you fall short. You do something wrong or you say something wrong or, or whatever. And, and, and you're convicted. And there ain't nothing like really praying it through. <laughs> and there's folks here tonight. And in your heart you're thinking, something is wrong inside of me. You're here thinking, I've got to find the answer in this camp meeting. You're saying, I can't go on like I'm going on. This is the answer. It's so simple that if we're not careful, we're, we're going to miss it. It's so elementary that we're going to miss it. Oh, 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 there's nothing like praying through. There's nothing like, God, I'm sorry. God, forgive me. Now, let me clarify something right here, right now. Uh, there's some folks in our churches and every church has probably got them every time the altar's open they're in the altar beating their head on the altar and they're not even the ones that need to be there while those that need to be there uh, they're praying with somebody else or are uh, falling around uh, and the person that's really living for God and doing what's right they're over there praying and crying and trying to get right and they can't get no more right than they are I'm saying uh, we're not, we, we ain't supposed to do that every time we come uh, to church but when we do need to do it, we need to do it. And we need to do it right. Oh, God, let the spirit of repentance come into this house tonight. The spirit of repentance brings liberty to dance. The spirit of repentance brings liberty to run. The spirit of repentance brings liberty to speak in tongues. Oh, let's worship God tonight. God, let the spirit of repentance come. Let the spirit of repentance come. Let the spirit of repentance come. Glory to God. Oh, the joy of making things right. I'm talking about true repentance. Just going to the altar is not true repentance. And the reason that some folks, hear me now, are in and out of the church is because they don't have the spirit of true repentance. I'm talking about true repentance. And, and we've got to change our ways. It's more than just going and crying at the altar. And a few folks praying around us. And we, I'm going to tell you there's some folks around my place. I ain't praying with them no more. Because they don't change their ways. And when you don't change your ways, it's not real repentance. Oh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap tonight. Glory. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus taught, he taught true repentance. He said, when you pray, Jesus said that. Not if you pray, but when you pray. He said, when you pray. Uh, he said, uh, uh, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread. And Jesus taught this, and forgive us our sins. Every time we come to God, we need to praise him and worship him and love him. But oh, we need to pray, God, forgive me. Of my faults, my failures, my sins, my shortcomings, whatever it is, God. Oh, God, cleanse me from presumptuous sins. Cleanse me from my spirit. Cleanse me from myself. Oh, let's seek the Lord right now. Oh, let's seek the Lord. Oh, 
Oh, God, deal with my soul, deal with my soul, deal with my soul. Jesus was teaching that we should have the spirit of true repentance. I'll tell you what my prayer is, and I was praying it today. I was praying, oh God, I pray every, I try to pray it every day. I said, oh God, I pray for my children. I pray for my grandchildren. I pray God that they will have the spirit of repentance and that they will have the spirit of prayer. I'm going to tell you if our children and our children's children, if they will have the spirit of repentance, they'll be all right. Oh, but when they don't have the spirit of repentance, when they don't have the spirit of prayer they're not going to be saved oh there's too many in Pentecost not just young people not just children but adults uh, that's just going through the motion look like a Pentecost know when to come know when to go know when to stand know when to set but it's just it's just become a habit but there's no spirit in it oh we've got to get the spirit in it we've got to get the spirit in it we need to be full of the Holy Ghost tongue talking full of the Holy Ghost and it all starts with repentance it all starts with repentance it all starts with repentance If my children and my grandchildren can just have the spirit of repentance, they'll come to what's right. They'll come to what's right. <laughs> True repentance makes things right that are wrong. True repentance. There's some husbands and wives that are just living together in Pentecost. There's things in homes and in hearts. You say, but Brother Morton, uh, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to preach this. It's us that's here tonight. It's the apostolic family that's gathered here tonight. There's things in homes that need to be made right. There's husbands that need to make some things right with their wives. There's some wives that need to make things right with their husbands. But the husband thinks, it's my wife, I can treat her any way I want to. It's my husband, I can treat him any way uh, that uh, I want to. I'm still here, I haven't left him or I haven't left her. But it would be a happier home if the spirit of repentance would come into that home. The wedge that's driven between husband and wife is there needs to be a spirit of repentance. Let's lift our hands and call on the Lord. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Parents and teenagers need to get their hearts together. Teenager, if you've got a feeling in your heart against your mom or your dad or your parents or your home, get the spirit of repentance. I'm going to go a little further. It could be that mom and dad's not handling it right. They may be wrong. You say, what do I do in that case? Go to your preacher in the spirit of repentance and let the preacher Work it out between you. I feel this tonight. Let, 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 let the preacher work it out between you and the parents. And if we parents are wrong, let's get it right. If there's something wrong between you and your friend, let's get it fixed. If there's something wrong between the pastor and the saint, let's get it fixed. Preacher, it may be your place to go to brother and sister so-and-so and talk to them. It may be their place to come to you. But I'm not going to stand here tonight 
and say, I'm Vaughn Morton and I'm the pastor and I'm too big to go to anybody. I'm telling you, I'm in this to be saved before I'm a preacher, before I'm anything else. And I can't be wrong with saints and I can't be wrong with my friends and go to heaven. There's going to be differences of thought and so forth and so on. But when a spirit comes between, there's men that I disagree with, but there's not a spirit between us. There's not a feeling between. I know where they're at and they know where I'm at. But when a feeling comes, when a spirit comes, I'm telling you, we need to fix it. We need to fix it. I'm talking about the spirit. Whatever's wrong, whatever's wrong, whatever's wrong, it needs to be made right. In Luke chapter 15, it was the spirit of repentance that brought the prodigal son home. It wasn't until he repented. If we've got a lost son or daughter, mother, father, somebody out there without God, what we need to pray is, oh God, let the spirit of repentance get in their heart. It was the spirit of repentance that got in the prodigal son's heart that brought him home. He said in verse 18, Father, I have sinned. That's repentance. Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. He had the true spirit of repentance and it brought him home. It brought him home. It brought him home. And the true spirit of repentance will bring us to a right place with God. I'm telling you, if we'll get the spirit of repentance in our heart tonight, it'll bring us to where we ought to be in God. And maybe we've been trying to figure out what's wrong. Why ain't I making progress? It could be we need to repent. Let's let God deal with us tonight. Let's let God talk to us tonight. Let's let God convict us tonight. Let's get it right tonight. It could make the difference in this camp meeting. This night can make the whole difference in this camp meeting. Let's worship God again. Oh, let's call upon the Lord. Glory to God. Glory. Let's call upon the Lord. Hallelujah. It really could. This night, this night, this night could make the difference in this camp meeting. Something, we're not through here tonight. Something could happen in this altar service. Something can happen in this altar service tonight that could be a breakthrough in this camp meeting that, that could carry over to all of the services that are to be. Something could break loose in this camp meeting tonight that, that we as preachers and saints that are here could get a hold of it. And take it back to our churches. And the churches. Oh, we need God. We need God. I'm tired of fussing. I'm tired of feuds. I'm tired of differences. And I'm not talking about compromise. I'm not talking about I'm just tired. and I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not even thinking about letting down. That don't even enter my mind. But if you want to fuss, go fuss. I don't want to fuss with, with nobody. I just want to preach the truth. I want to do what's right. I, I can't be fussing and cussing and fighting all the time and be right with God. I want to be right with God. I want, and you say, oh, Brother Morton, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like that about you. I, I'm sorry, forgive me, but but I'm just me, and, and, and I'm sorry. Oh, I don't want to offend nobody, but oh, I want to be saved. I'm telling you, I want to be saved. I don't want to go to hell, and I'm going to tell you, we're, we're not to heaven yet. I tell you, one time I was preaching for old brother Ike Terry before he passed away. This was years ago when he was pastoring there in California. Some of you know him. And you, when you think of him, and if you know him, you really love him and like him, or you really don't like him. There ain't no in-between. I really liked him. He really, I'm telling you what, when I was going through the hardest trial of my life, he saved me. He helped me. He rescued me. And after he'd done that for the next 30 years, he reproved me. He rebuked me. He got me. Brother McMullen, when you was in California, maybe he would get me. I was a grown man. I'm telling you, I was 50-something years old. 
And he'd say, come here, I want to talk to you. You know what I'd done? I took it because he loved me, because he cared. I need an elder in my life. I need somebody that will deal with my deal with me. But one time I was preaching for him, and, and I, I, I made mention of a couple that was in his church. I said, Brother Terry, that seems to be such a fight there. And he looked at me in his bald-headed Brother Terry way. He said, I don't know if they are or not. He said, I don't even know if I have any good saints or not. I said, oh. And then he explained it to me. He said, Brother Morton, it's like this. He said, you don't know if they're good or not. He said, so far, that couple, so far, so good. But he said, I don't know how good they are because they haven't finished yet. He said, you can't judge it till it's over. You can't judge it till it's finished. And there's truth in that. There's truth. In he said, now, if I was going to preach their funeral, I'd say they died in the faith and everything was all right. They made it. But he said, they may backslide before, uh, before they finish. Hey, I want to tell you, they ain't none of us finished yet. I realize that brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so and so-and-so is the good people, but we don't know. They haven't finished. You don't know how good I am or how bad I am. I haven't finished yet. I want to finish. I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come on, we don't want to go to hell. We don't want to be lost. Come on, let's get the spirit of repentance. I'm going to tell you, before my ministry, I want to be saved. Before I'm a pastor, I want to be saved. Before I'm a preacher, I want to be saved. That's what it's all about. Less preaching to others, I become a castaway. And, and every once in a while, somebody among us backslides. Every once in a while, somebody among us goes the way of Cain. And we just say, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It stuns us all. But I want to tell you, preacher, saint, us, we haven't finished yet. And if, Brother Holmes, if I don't have the spirit of repentance in my heart, I'm going to fail. If I don't have the spirit of making it right in my heart, I'm going to fail. I won't make it. It all depends on me. It really, it really, it really does. The Bible says in Ezekiel 18 and 30, it says, repent and turn yourselves from all your transgressions. I realize that was written in the Old Testament, but it's for us today. The spirit of that scripture lives today. It says, repent and turn yourselves from all your transgression. So iniquity shall not be your ruin. I'm telling you, if we've got, if we've got something in our heart, if we've got something in our home, if we've got something in our spirit, I am telling you, it's going to be our ruin if we don't repent. And I'm going to say this tonight while it's on my mind. When you get 66 years old, you got to say it while you think about it. And sometimes you wish you'd have thought about it and forgot it. But anyway, anyway, in the year 2000, I said, I prophesied. I, I didn't say the Lord, I said me. But, but I am a true prophet tonight. I said in the year 2000, I said in five years, in the year 205, I said, Apostolic Pentecost is going to be a, a different Pentecost. And you know why I said it? And I'm not going to dwell on it tonight. But I said it because of the internet. Now it's fixed. Now it can get real quiet in here. I am going to tell you internet is worse than television. Now, I'm fixing, to say, I'm fixing to say some things. Brother Holmes is not responsible. I'm responsible for myself. And if you disagree with me, 
That's all right. I'm not going to fuss with you. You can believe what you want to believe. In the church that I pastor, hear me out before you judge me. Are you listening? Some of you just now started listening. And that is this. In the church that I pastor, I wrestled and 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 I wrestled some more with this internet business. Okay. In our church, in our church, you can't sing in the choir. You can't be an usher. You can't do anything unless you have a prescribed block on your internet. And you know what? When I done that, and I follow up on it. I'm not just preaching it. I had four adults leave because they said, that's being dictatorial. You're dictating. No, it was they wanted. And you know what? I didn't beg them. I didn't plead with them. I tried to get them to repent. But they walked out the door because I said, you've got to have a block on your internet. I'm telling you what, you're not going to sing in my choir. You're not going to be an usher. You can come, and you can sit, and you can worship, and you can repent. But I'm telling you, the internet is the worst thing that's hit Pentecost. We have stood against television, and the devil snuck this in. And video is still out the door. I thank God. There may be here tonight, but I don't see no video cameras, and I thank God. And when I say video, I mean none. I mean DVD. I mean none. It's out. It's over. It's through. And I'm going to tell you something tonight. If everybody's mind was flashed upon a screen right now, there would be some embarrassed people here. You don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be educated. You can be as dumb as me. And know there's people in this place tonight that's on the internet and you're in places that you shouldn't be and it's filthy and it's nasty and it's rotten and you've got a spirit and it's getting in your home, it's getting in your church and there needs to be some repentance tonight. Praise God. I'm telling you what, I'm not going to take a stand against television like I have and video like I have. And when I say video, I mean no birthday parties, no weddings, no nothing. Zero. I'm not going to take a stand like that and then let, let it, the devil has come along with this internet business. Everybody thinks they got to have it. You know what it is? It's boiling down. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I repent. I don't, I'm not sorry. I'm telling you what it is. It's boiling down. It's boiling down to an individual affair. All I know, God has allowed this internet. He could have stopped it, but he didn't. You know why? It's boiling down to an individual affair. If you got the goods, you're going to stay in the right places. Even if it wasn't for internet, if you've got the spirit of going to the wrong places on the internet, if there was no internet, you'd be reading Playboy or Playgirl magazine. Glory. Let's raise our hands and call on God. Hallelujah. I ain't got time to preach everything I need to preach tonight. But you're getting the gist of what I'm talking about. I may not even touch on what, what you're doing. I've never seen so much lying. and I'm talking about lying. I've never seen so much stealing. I'm telling you what, where I pastor, maybe it's, you know, I'm telling you what. If, if we ain't got a devil in California, they don't have them kind of devils. We got 36 million of them out there. I have never, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's me. I'm trying to have a clean church. I'm trying to, you can come to my church and you can find things wrong. But I'm telling you what, that's my long suffering and not my doctrine. I'm doing my best to do my best. And you can come there and pick something. But, but I, I, I 
want to tell you, I've never wrestled with so many spirits and so many devils. And in my Christian school, Christian school, this ain't no Christian school. The spirits I've wrestled with in Christian school, I'm telling you what, we had about 60 students less this last year than we used to have. Because I'm telling you what, we've just been cleaning. It don't make no difference if it's the best saint in the church. Sometimes you just got to put them out. You got to deal with it. You got you can't favor. I'm telling you what. I've never we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. I've never wrestled against so many spirits. The spirit of adultery, the spirit of fornication, the spirit of cheating and lying. Some of you folks stuck off here somewhere in the woods. Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. But come to the city and you'll find out. Say, oh, Brother Morton, I ain't having no problems in my church. Maybe you ain't got no people in your church. (laughs) Jeff Dykes, where have you been? I just now noticed you. How could I miss that? But I'm telling you, where there's people, there's problems. Now, let me tell you something that some of you don't know. I love Brother and Sister Holmes. If I didn't, I wouldn't be here. I am happy to be identified with the Arkansas camp meeting. I'm happy to have my mug with the rest of them. That's right. Because you put my mug up beside Brother uh, McMullen, and I really look good. But anyway, I'm going to give you a little breather, but we're going to start in again. But you see this beautiful building? You think, oh, this beautiful building, this choir, these facilities, everything is wonderful. I'm going to tell you, the devil is just as real here. There's fornication here. There's stealing here. There's lying here. There's bad spirits here. It's everywhere. I'm just trying to give you a revelation. It's everywhere. It's not just in California. It's just not in our... It's everywhere. You may be... I'm telling you, it's everywhere. The devil is loose. The devil knows his time is short. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Come on, let's pray. The spirit of repentance comes. Oh, God, get a hold of us. Let me tell you, there's some of you... There's some of you men and women and young people right now. You're wrestling with spirits at home, at work, at school, uh, in your church. You're wrestling with spirits. You can come to uh, you can come to church and the spirits are there. And you're fighting these spirits. And you're wrestling these spirits. And you're about to wear out. The only thing that's going to help you overcome is to have a spirit of repentance. As long as we've got a spirit of repentance, we'll overcome. We'll make it. We'll make it. We'll make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. you got a desire. You're going to to make it Job said he said I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes Job had the spirit of repentance the Bible says that Peter went out and wept bitterly that means he went out and repented Judas didn't have the spirit of repentance He went out and hanged himself. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Tonight, everybody here is going to do one or the other. We're going to weep bitterly in this altar tonight. Or we're going to go out and hang ourselves. I'm, I'm heading for a close. The musicians can come. But I'm like Brother Booker. And you can tell him I said it when he gets here. When I call for the musicians, that don't mean nothing. But it does mean more than if Brother Booker called for them. The Bible says in Romans 2 and 4, The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Hear me, I'm headed for a close. The goodness of God. Do you know what's in this place tonight? It's the goodness of God. Do you know... You know who's talking to you right now? Not Von Morton. The Holy Ghost. I'm only a mouthpiece. I'm only a conduit that the Holy Ghost is flowing through. The goodness of God is talking to us tonight.
It's the goodness of God that sent the preacher along. Not because it's me. It could be anybody. It's the goodness of God that sent the preacher along tonight to talk to us about repentance. Because God knows that's the answer. That's the answer. The Bible said the goodness of God. I feel the goodness of God in this place tonight. The goodness of God leadeth through to repentance. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 7 and 9, he said, Now I rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, but that you, you, you sorrowed to repentance. He said, I'm not rejoicing because you were made sorry. He said, but your sorrow led you to repentance. we got to feel sorry tonight. We got to feel sorry. We got to feel guilty. We need to feel sorry for our sins. And Second Chronicles seven and ten, uh, Corinthians seven and ten says, "For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation." Godly sorrow. <laughs> and the Bible said uh, in Revelation three and nineteen, He said, "As many as I love, God loves us tonight, apostolics." God loves us tonight. He said, as many as I love, he said, I rebuke and I chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. God is calling us tonight to repentance. You say, but Brother Morton, I'm here and I don't really think, uh, I'm telling you what, we, let's just all repent tonight. Let's repent of what we don't even know to repent of. Let's get godly sorrow. Let's let the goodness of God, God, we may come to this altar and God talk to us about something. We may have to make a phone call tonight to make something right. We need to purpose in our heart tonight. We may have to go home and make something right. We may have to go to somebody in this camp meeting tonight and make something uh, uh, right. Man, I've had people come to me and say, Brother Morton, Uh, And I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. But I want to be right with God. It said, be zealous therefore and repent. Bible said in Revelation, it said he gave her space to repent. She repented not. God has given us a space tonight to repent. God has given us a space to repent. Let's don't go out and hang ourselves. The Bible said in the book of Joel, rent your heart and not your garments. And turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious. And then the Bible says of this, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I'm telling you tonight, he said, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive and I will heal. We need to turn from our wicked ways. I believe tonight there's people sitting in this congregation. I don't know who you are, but God is talking to you and God is dealing with you. You know that he is. Something's popped up in your mind. You may be sneaking around smoking cigarettes. You may be having an adulterous fair somewhere. You may be stealing from the church. I've never heard of so much stealing from churches as I've heard it of late. I don't know what's going on in your home. I don't know what's going on in your heart. But God tonight is calling us to repentance. But the Bible said if we will confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's stand and lift our hands and cry out to God. Oh, Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ah, let's cry out to God. This altar's open right now. We don't have to wait for music. This altar's open now. Let's find a place to pray. Come on, don't just bury your face in a pew somewhere. Let's say as many as we can get in this altar tonight and find a place to pray. Let's make things right with God. Let's make things right with our husband or our wife. Let's make things right with our pastor, our children, our mother, our father. Well, let's find a place to pray. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. The spirit of repentance. We're talking about the spirit of repentance. Let's get right with God. Let's lay before the Lord. Oh. Glory to God. Glory to Let's call on the Lord. Come on. Come on. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. 
It's time to pray. Come on, preachers, let's pray. Come on, preachers, wives, let's pray. Come on, men, let's pray. Come on, ladies, let's pray. Come on, saints, let's pray. Come on, teenagers, let's pray. It's not time to party, it's time to pray. It's time to seek God. We need an old-fashioned revival of repentance. Oh, let's call on the Lord. Let's let God convict us. Let's let God deal with us. Oh, God. It's time to pray, it's time to pray, it's time to pray. 